You are listening to the YLM Sermon of the Week podcast with Apostle Mamie S. Tolbert. Be blessed and refreshed by this relevant word from the Lord. God bless you, man of God. Blessings, greetings, and salutations to you, man of God. We thank and we praise God for each and every one of you that's with us today. We are excited about what the Lord is doing. I'm still caught up. I was still singing that song, You Made a Way. How many know God made a way? If it was not for him, said, don't know how, but you did it. You made a way. And so we're grateful unto God for making the way. I do give honor to God. I honor Apostle Willie Talbert. Amen. I honor our lead pastor, Stephen Talbert. I honor all of the associate pastors, associate ministers of Yes Lord Ministries, all of you great men and women of God. I salute you. And I honor all of those that are connecting to us on our service, uh, regardless to where you're from. I honor you, um, bishops, apostles, pastors, um, whoever you are in your rightful place, ministers, uh, deacons, mothers, trustees, whoever you are, we all know we are all children of God. And so I salute you in the name of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. It is so good to be with you. It is good to uh, have the honor and the privilege of being able to share a word from the Lord. How many know God is still speaking to us? I'm so glad he's still speaking to us. I'm glad he's talking to us, y'all. It's important that we hear what God is saying to us, especially in this day and time. And so we're just excited about what the Lord is doing. We want to get to the word of God. Let's go to Exodus, the 23rd chapter, Exodus, the 23rd chapter. And we're going to read verses 20 through 23 of Exodus, the 23rd chapter. I'm going to read it in your hearing. If you've got the word, say, I've got the word, drop it in the chat, regardless to whether you've got the, the actual, um, Bible, like I do. I've got the digital. I've got the, I like turning the pages still. And so I've got my actual hard copy Bible. Um, so regardless to what you have, um, just let's get the word and let's get into the word Exodus, the 23rd chapter. And I'm going to read the King James Version first for you, verses 20 through 23. And it reads, Behold, I send an angel before thee. I'm excited already right there. To keep thee in the way and to bring thee into the place which I have prepared. Beware of him and obey his voice. Provoke him not, for he will not pardon your transgressions, for my name is in him. But if thou shalt indeed obey his voice and do all that I speak, then I will be an enemy unto thine enemies and an adversary unto thine adversaries. For mine angel shall go before thee and bring thee in unto the Amorites and the Hittites and the Parasites and the Canaanites and the Havites and the Jebusites, and I will cut them off. This is from the King James Version. Now I want to read to you what the New Living Translation says. 
The New Living Translation says this. See, I am sending an angel before you to protect you on your journey and lead you safely to the place I have prepared for you. Pay close attention to him and obey his instructions. Do not rebel against him, for he is my representative and he will not forgive your rebellion. But if you are careful to obey him, following all my instructions, then I will be an enemy to your enemies and I will oppose those who oppose you. For my angel will go before you and bring you into the land of the Amorites, Hittites, Parasites, Canaanites, Hivites, and Jebusites, so you may live there and I will destroy them completely. This is the word of the Lord and God's word is already blessed. I want to talk to you from this subject, the road to victory. Can you say that with me? The road to victory. Now, I want you to agree with me on several things. First of all, that God himself will be pleased, honored, and glorified as a result of the word that shall come forth, that you, the people, will be encouraged, reminded, empowered, and edified, and that the devil will be disappointed and horrified. Oh, come on. You know it's going to happen. Now, I want you to say with me, Lord, as your servant has decreed and declared, be it so in your name. Now, come on, let's get excited about what God is going to do. God is going to speak to us. My prayer is always and my desire is that he will minister to our hearts, to our minds, and to our spirits through his word. And so the road to victory is paved with many unexpected adventures. Will you agree with me? How many know that we all want victory? And so getting there, getting there is a process. And so there are many unexpected adventures, unexpected happenings, things that jump up at us. They're unexpected by us. Oh, but to God be the glory, not by God. It doesn't surprise him. We may get surprised. There may be some things we're not looking for and we're not expecting. But God knows all and sees all. So along the way, there's some key things that I want to make sure that you remember. And so there are five points that I want you to take away from the message on today. The first point is you belong to God. I'm going to give them all to you and then we're going to go into them one at a time. So the first one is you belong to God. Don't ever forget that. Number two is there will be distractions. Oh, yes. Number three, you were created to experience victory. You were created to experience victory. Hope you're writing this down. Number four, you cannot expect victory and plan for defeat. You cannot expect victory and plan for defeat. And number five, let your haters make you greater. Oh, I love it. Let your haters make you greater. So let's take a look at this because there are things that we go through as we are on this road to victory. Now, why would I even think about a road to victory? 
first of all, God gave it to me, number one. Number two, when you look at the word of God, the promises of God are sure. And the promises of God are clear. And it is clear that God has planned victory for us. Come on, I could just give you one scripture right away. Jeremiah 29 and 11. <laughs> I know the thoughts and the plans I have for you. Their thoughts and plans of good of not evil to bring you to the expected outcome or to bring you to the good result. Victory belongs to us. If you belong to God, you are supposed to expect to receive victory. And so number one, you belong to God. First John four and four says this, says you are of God. Little children, you are of God. In the Amplified Version, it says you belong to him and have already defeated and overcome them, the agents, agents rather, of the Antichrist. Because he who lives in you is greater, mightier than he who is in the world. How many know greater is he that is within me than he that is in the world? And you need to get that in you. And make sure that you have that. Greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world. Why is that so important to remember? Because some of the stuff we're going to go through is going to shake you. It's going to shake you to the point of where you'll wonder if you really have the protection that you thought you had from God. It'll make you wonder. It'll make you doubt some of the things that we go through. And, and what you also have to understand is this. The, some of the things that we go through, the enemy tries to use the discouraging and the disappointing things that we go through to detour us, to distract us from the goal. What is the goal? The goal is victory. And so the enemy will try to do whatever he can to help make us think that we're never going to achieve it. Have you ever been in a situation where you've been going through some things and look like when it starts to getting better, all of a sudden something happens? Have you ever been in a situation like that where, you know, you're, you're, you're speaking the right thing? Come on. You've changed the way you talk. Your language has changed. You're no longer talking negative because how many know we've got to speak the right things out of our mouth. Death and life are in the power of the tongue according to the word of God. So you need to know there's power in your words. And because you belong to God, there's power in your words, whether you speak positive or negative things. Understand because you're anointed. Come on here now. Because you are God's child. Because you belong to him, you got to make sure you speak the right things out of your mouth. Hear the words coming out of my mouth. Speak the right things out of your mouth. Why? Because regardless to what you speak, there's power in you. Do you understand that? Do you really realize and understand that you are powerful and you're powerful in God? Don't underestimate yourself. Too many of us underestimate ourselves. Why? Because you're not this one or you're not that one. You're not that well-known preacher, that well-known speaker. But guess what, baby? 
You're still powerful. You're powerful in the Lord. They may not know your name right now, but you somebody to God. And, and listen, let me, let me make it plain here. Even if you're not called to the preaching part of ministry to, or to, to the teaching part of ministry, if you are God's child, if you belong to him, if you have received and accepted Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior, if you're trying to live right, walk upright, please God, you are powerful in God. And you need to know that. Your prayers are powerful. You know, it's really interesting because I, I'm laying, I'm sleeping on last night and the Lord began to wake me up in the wee hours of the morning. It must have been about three, four in the morning and would not let me go to sleep. How many of you have been there? Listen, depending on what the call is on your life, you may experience that from time to time. And so by now, I know that there is something that God wants to speak to me, something he wants to show me, somebody he wants me to pray for. And a lot of times it's people I don't even know, but he wants me to pray for them. Come on, that's the life of those of us who are surrendered to God, those of us who are prophetic intercessors or who are intercessors, those of us who are obedient. You may not be a prophetic <laughs> intercessor, but you may be obedient to him. He will trust you with these type of assignments. Understand, you know, I, I, I try to make sure I bring balance because too many people think somebody else is more important than them. But you need to understand you, you are important to God. Drop that in the chat and say, I'm important to God. Come on, you're, you're special. And you don't even understand that just how special you are. You're special to him. And, and, and so there was different assignments. And, you know, I thought about it as I was preparing this morning and getting ready. And I thought about how there are assignments that God gives. Do you know what the Lord spoke to me? God said to me, God said that there are assignments that he gives us that are directly connected to our purpose. That's what God spoke to me. This was for something in the morning. There are assignments that he gives us that's directly connected to our purpose. Listen, no matter who you are, if God gives you an assignment, it could be something that you may consider a little thing, a small thing, regardless to what it is, it's directly connected to your purpose. Then he spoke this to me because how many know there's some of us, some folk, come on here now, who may not feel like doing the assignment, regardless to what the assignment is, you may not want to do it. You may not feel like doing it. Oh, I don't feel like it this time. Oh, I don't want to this time. But if God gives you an assignment, whether you feel like it or not, it's important for you to do it. You know, there are times that um, different uh, events and different things are going on. And sometimes I just don't want to do it or I just don't feel like it. Or really, honestly, I really don't have a whole lot of spare time or extra time anyway. Because I'm usually already committed to something else. I've already committed to some other events, some other engagements, some other things. 
And so because my schedule is so busy, there are times different things come up and I'm like, well, if I can get a little sliver of time, I don't think I'm going to do that this time. But how many know there are some things you need to do, whether you feel like it or not. I found that out more often than not. More and more, I found out that there are things, even when I don't feel like doing it, when I do it, I find out why it was necessary, why I needed to do it. There's a blessing. And, and understand this, not just a blessing for me, but others were blessed as a result also. And so you got to look at the bigger picture. Somebody needs to say that. Look at the bigger picture. Drop that in the chat. Because the bigger picture means that it's beyond you. It, it's more than just about you. <laughs> How many know that? It, it's about, it needs to be about God and about his kingdom. Oh, come on here now. Yeah, we can get deep with that. But let's get real too. It needs to be more than about you. It needs to be about the bigger picture. The bigger picture means somebody else is going to be blessed. And that's something else God spoke to me for something this morning. God said, your blessings, your breakthroughs, your miracles are directly connected to your obedience to me. That's what God said. Your blessings, your breakthroughs, your miracles are directly connected to your obedience to God. I, I need to say that to somebody because it's, it's like, you know, because you have a choice, you make the wrong choice. The right choice is to obey God always. And so you belong to God. That's the first thing. And so because you are God's, because you belong to him, here's the thing. He assures you of more divine principles. He assures you because we are born of God, we're taught of God, we're anointed of God and so secured that God has chosen us. He's chosen to protect us, chosen to protect us. And we live in a time and a day right now where the um, seducing spirits are active and alive. They're seducing even those who once were so sold out to God that they would not allow anything or anyone to pull them away from God. They're seducing those kind of people. And so we have to understand that uh, because we belong to God, he also gives us hope of victory. He gives us a hope that goes beyond the grave. It's more than just a wish. It's a hope, a hope in him that uh, uh, guarantees us victory. I like that. Thank you, Holy Ghost. That guarantees us victory. And so understand that God is our life preserver. We belong to him. I'm still on the first point. We belong to him. He is our life preserver. Because we belong to him, there are things that God will prepare for us. There are things that God will do for us that nobody else can do. There are things that he will do for us that nobody else will do, even if they can do it. But he'll do it 
Oh, I, I love it when God gets in there and makes moves. You need to say God is making moves. He's making moves right now. God is making moves. He's doing some things for us because, oh, somebody need to say it. We belong to him because we belong to him. And so you need to understand that God is a God that protects his people. He that is not of God won't hear us, but he who hears God will hear us. Understand that. Understand that. Because we belong to God. And so the number two point is this. Y'all need to understand when you belong to him, it's a big deal. It, it matters much when you belong to God. Because when you belong to God, God will go before you. He'll make crooked places straight. We pray that prayer a lot. Crooked places straight, God, and rough areas smooth. Honey, let me tell you, you have no idea how he will do it. And when he does it, it is so powerful. It is amazing. Number two is there will be distractions. I'm warning you, warning, warning, warning. There will be distractions. The enemy is not just going to allow us to go through this process of being on the road to victory and not try to mess with us and get us off the track. He's just not going to let us alone. Come on, y'all know that. There is no doubt that he's going to try to distract you and keep you from ever experiencing victory. Proverbs 4 and 25 says this, let your eyes look right on with fixed purpose and let your gaze be straight before you. In other words, look straight ahead. The message Bible says, keep your eyes straight ahead. Ignore all sideshow distractions. Listen, let me say this. There are many of us we're serious about God and we want to do everything that we can to please God. But God knows, listen, there are some things that we want, we desire, and he knows it. Let me say this to you. The scripture says that if you delight yourself in the Lord, he will give you the desires of your heart. That's what the word of God says. But now let me say this to you too. The enemy also knows that there are some things that we desire. How does he know? We've spoken it. We've shared it with somebody because he definitely don't know all things. He's not God, but we've told him some things. We've shared it. We've spoken it out of our mouths. And because he know there's some things we desire, some things, he will throw distractions in our way like crazy. Single women, he knows you desire to be married. And because you love God, you want a man of God who loves God and will love and cherish you, especially for those that have been through um, abusive relationships and domestic violence. You don't want to deal with that stuff anymore. And for those that still want to be married, you want to be married to the right one. And so the enemy would throw an Ishmael out there instead of Isaac. Oh, is anybody hearing me? Looks like it, talks like it, smells like it. <laughs> Come on here now. Handsome, all that stuff. Talking to you about the Bible, about God, 
you know, oh, yes, this is a man of God. Yes, yes, yes. Can I tell you something? Not everybody in the church is exactly what they appear to be. And so you got to really ask God to help sharpen your discernment so that you're not distracted by the wrong thing. And I, I'm just telling you this because I love you and because I want the best for you. I'm not saying don't desire to be married. That's fine. But wait on God for the right one to find you. And here's the real deal. Even with the right one, you go through some stuff. So isn't it better for you to have the right one? Because if you got the wrong one, you got the wrong one. So you're going through that part and you're going through the other stuff that normally comes in a relationship or in a marriage. And so it's good to have the right one. That's just one category where the enemy can distract us. There are so many other different things where he can distract. Remember the message Bible says, ignore all sideshow distractions. Ig ignore it. I know sometimes it's a little difficult, but ignore it. Sometimes it's challenging to stay focused on your purpose, on the right thing, on what God has for you. You're advancing, you're moving forward. And along the sidelines, something is trying to get your attention. Don't let anything stop you. Don't do it. You'll get messed up and mixed up. Sometimes along the way, on the, in the natural, on the road, there's road construction. Sometimes there's potholes. Sometimes there's speed bumps. And the, the purpose of the speed bumps is to keep you from driving too fast, to keep you from speeding too fast, to keep you from getting ahead of God <laughs> in the spiritual. In the natural, it's to keep you from, from speeding, from driving too fast. Number three, because we got to move. Time is moving. You were created to experience victory. First John 5 and 4 says, for, for whatsoever, for whatever is born of God is victorious over the world. And this is the victory that conquers the world, even our faith. New Living Translation says, for every child of God defeats this evil world. And we achieve this victory through our faith. It's through our faith, y'all. We know what faith is. Faith is, y'all know Hebrews 11 and 1. Go back and read it. Faith is the substance of things for, and the evidence of things not seen. What? Faith is the title deed. <laughs> we can get real deep with it, right? We can say, give all kinds of, of meanings and definitions as to what faith is. Faith is when you don't see it and yet you're trusting God to work things out for you. And you're not doubting. Listen, it comes because we're human. And so we've got to fight that too. We've got to resist doubt. Why? Because we're on the road to victory. Victory belongs to us. I don't care what anybody tells you. You are entitled to victory because you simply belong to God. Simply because of that. Because you're his. You are entitled to him. Listen, God promised in Exodus 23, the, the text that we read, in Exodus the 23rd chapter and verses 20 through 23, he promised some things to his people. He promised 
that he would always be with them. He promised them the presence. Now, remember in the chapters prior to chapter 23, uh, let's say Exodus 20, that was the 10 commandments. He started out with that in Exodus 20. And in that he began to tell them and teach them different things, teach them rules and laws and different things like that. Don't do this. Don't do that. Never do this. Never do that. And along the way, and listen, even in that, in, in that passage from chapters 20 all the way up to 23, you're going to find a section in there. I believe it's um, right at 23 at the first verse where guess what y'all, you know, we're really not supposed as, as children of God, as kindred in the Lord, we're not supposed to um, bring charges up against each other and allow the world to resolve the issues for us. Did y'all know that? Did y'all know that we're supposed to work it out amongst us? Did you know that? You know, there are Christian um, lawyers, there are Christian uh, mediators, there are Christian counselors, there, there are people in the body that can help resolve difficult issues. You don't have to take it to the world's court. You understand? And have something on somebody's record simply because they made a mistake or because a mistake was made, or because it's a misunderstanding. How many know, sometimes there's just simply misunderstandings. It really wasn't what I thought it was. <laughs> I'll find that out later after I went through all the rigmarole. You, you understand what I'm saying? And so in chapter 23, he starts out, and in the scripture, he gives some promises. There are three gracious promises that are made to Israel here to engage them to their duty and to encourage them in it. And each of the promises has some needful precepts and cautions that's joined to it. And so as we look at the verses that we read, let's look at it again. Behold, I send an angel before thee to keep thee in the way and to bring thee into the place which I have prepared. First of all, I told you when I read that verse right there, the angel, that excited me. How many know angels are real? And how many know angels have been assigned to you? Oh, yes, to you, to you and to you and to you and to you too. And to the one, yeah, you, who doubted they even existed. Yeah, to you. Angels have been assigned. Now, it's important for us to know that, but it's also important for us to make sure we use those angels that have been assigned. My ministering angels and my warring angels, they're busy. I keep them busy. Why? Because I'm constantly doing what God has called me to do. I need them to war on my behalf. I need them to do the things that they, they're supposed to do, that they've been assigned to do. So it's promised here that they should be guided and kept in the way through the wilderness to the land of promise. Understand, God was promising them that he would guide them to the promised land, that he would make sure that they were guided all the way. He said, I send an angel before you. Uh, uh, this angel was a special angel. This angel was really special because look at what it says here in verse 21. Beware of him and obey his voice. Don't provoke him. 
for he will not pardon your transgressions for my name is in him. Understand, this angel was a special angel. Don't provoke him. He ain't going to take your stuff. He's not going to put up with it. That's really what God was saying. Don't be messing up. Don't make him angry. Theologians often think that this angel was the pre-incarnate Christ. Now, we can get into discussion about that much later. But what you really need to understand is this was not just one of the angels. This was a special angel that God assigned for this purpose. Do you know that there are special angels that God assigns for special purposes? God spoke this to me. God says there are different categories of angels. Ooh, I'm loving it. We're going to get into a deeper study of that in the future. Different categories, different angels with that, that are assigned to do different things. I'm loving it. And so I don't know about you, but I personally experienced the protection of an angel more than once in my lifetime to know it was an angel. And it's really interesting because if I told you that I could tell when an angel is around, you would think it's real spooky. But the truth is, is that angels are real. And there is a purpose for them. And so he says in verse 22, but if thou shalt indeed obey his voice and do all that I speak, then I will be an enemy. I love it to thy enemies and an adversary to anybody that mess with you. If you obey, if you do everything that this angel tells you to do, because see, my name is in him. That's what God said. God said, my name is in him. Did you hear me? God said, my name is in him. And because my name is in him, you need to obey him. Do what I've given him the instructions to give to you. So it is promised that they should have a comfortable settlement in the promised land and the land of Canaan. If they obey somebody say if they obey a lot of times we you know we 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 miss we miss it we really miss it because we won't obey that's all i'm saying listen i gotta move on because time is going so it's promised that they will conquer and subdue the enemies if they obeyed do you hear me just just simply obey he said, I'll be an enemy to your enemies. Oh God, I give you glory right now. I will be an adversary to your adversaries. Anybody that oppose you, I'll oppose them. Could you imagine God opposing? I mean, you got back in like that. I mean, when people try to diss and dismiss you, when they, when they try to mistreat you, when they do you wrong, when they lie on you, when they do all kinds of stuff to you, you got the backing of God? Do you understand how serious that is? Do you know that people can drop dead if they touch you when you got that kind of backing? Do you understand this is how serious this is? I want you to understand how serious it is. Number four, you cannot expect victory and plan for defeat. 
How dare you? You want victory and yet you plan for defeat. How do I plan for defeat, apostle? You're talking wrong. Every word out your mouth is a negative word. You can't understand why this and why that and you're complaining all the time and, and everything about you is defeat, defeat, defeat. You have got to plan for victory. When you expect it, plan for it. I plan for victory. Deuteronomy 20 says this in verse one. When you go out to battle against the enemies and see horses and chariots and people more than you, don't be afraid of them. For the Lord your God is with you, which brought you up out of the land of Egypt. In other words, God got your back. And verse four of that same chapter says, for the Lord your God, he it is that go with you to fight for you against your enemies to say, oh, somebody needs to say hallelujah right now. Do you understand that you are entitled to victory? Don't plan for defeat. Plan for victory. Expect victory. Get ready to praise God and to dance in advance. Get ready. I still do it. Even years after God instructed me, God said, daughter, I want you to dance in advance for this. I want you to dance in advance for victory. I want you to dance in advance for this thing happening. I want you, and the Lord will show me he still does it to this day. He'll say, start dancing. I can be around the house doing different things and God will say, stop and start dancing. Why? And then sometime after I've given him praise and given him glory, something will come up to try to throw, you, throw me off, to try to distract me get a notice of something, get notified of something. And I'm like, wait, but God, you said dancing that van. God said, keep dancing, keep dancing. Why? Because God got it. He gonna turn it around supernaturally. Anybody hearing me? God's gonna do a supernatural. Come on, I told you, he making moves. He's doing a supernatural thing and he's doing it on behalf of those that belong to him. And number five, we get to number five. Let your haters make you greater. Come on, let them talk about you. Luke 21 and 17, it says, and everyone will hate you because you are my followers. That's what Jesus said to them. Everyone will hate you. King Saul was jealous of David, but he couldn't stop God from blessing David, no matter what he did. So let your haters make you greater. Let them say whatever they want to say to you. Let them say whatever they want to say about you. Listen, when they say it, they risking themselves because God got your back. Always remember that you belong to God. Proverbs 21 and 31 says this, the horse is prepared for the day of battle, but deliverance and victory are of the Lord. Y'all hear that? The horse is prepared for the day of battle. But deliverance and victory belong to the Lord. 1 Corinthians 15, 57 says, But thanks be unto God, which giveth us victory through our Lord Jesus Christ. The road to victory. I pray that you have been blessed. Always remember, if you don't have God, you don't have any victory. When you want to reach the destination victory, God is the only one that can get you there. Come on, let's pray. 
Father God, in the name of Jesus, we thank you now for these precious people. Lord, I thank you. Lord, even for those that are listening and those that will listen, God, I pray that this word will be heard by someone who doesn't even know you. And that as a result of hearing this word, that they will make a decision to receive and accept you. I thank you right now, Lord, for saving the unsaved right now in the name of Jesus. Help them, oh God. If there's anyone out there, repeat with me, Lord Jesus, I thank you for your love, for your mercy, for your grace. I thank you because you died for my sins, Jesus. I thank you that you rose again. God, I thank you right now, Father. And I thank you for making an opportunity that I can receive and accept Jesus Christ as my Lord and Savior. Thank you, Jesus, for saving me. Come on, you can be saved. It's just that simple. Repent of your sins. Repent. Ask God to forgive you for everything that you've done wrong. And you can be saved just like that. It's just that simple. But here's the thing. After receiving and accepting, now you got to walk differently. Now your language got to be different. And we can help you go through that process. Connect with Yes Lord Ministries. Connect with us and we'll take you through next steps. We'll take you through those next steps so that you can see what it is to live a victorious life and to experience victory, the road to victory. God bless you. Stay blessed and refreshed in the Lord. See you soon. Partner with YLM financially using the following methods. The YLM mobile app. Text gift to 1-844-948-3895. Cash app dollar sign Yes Lord M. On Givelify, search for Yes Lord Ministries in Kimmelworth, New Jersey. Our website. Visit www.ylmconnect.org and click donate. Mail checks and money orders to Yes Lord Ministries, Post Office Box 425 Union, New Jersey 07083. Download the YLM mobile app and stay connected with our ministry 24-7. On behalf of our lead pastor Steve Tolbert, our senior leaders Apostle Willie Tolbert and Apostle Mamie S. Tolbert and the Yes Lord Ministries Church family, thank you for joining us and welcome home.